1: rob mccarron maybe maybe rob's just getting a little twitter happy with polls maybe jeff hawkins i, I, like th- it's polls. I do i like the polls I'm, I'm a big poll fan i mean I, as many polls as i can get in me i will take them you're listening to shake them ropes with rob mccarron and jeff hawkins
0: All systems go, friend or foe. It's all dependent on the dice you throw. Come without a warning like a UFO. You're running with the devil. It's touch and go. Emerson, Lake, and Powell, touch and go. Now, kids, we pass a roadblock on the road to WrestleMania. The New Day creates an international incident. Mick Foley is a Greek bearing strange gifts. And we get the return of a Roman, all on tonight's Raw. Also, we're going to go over our top 100 match. Masato Tanaka versus Mike Awesome from ECW Heat Wave 1998. As we go to this week's Shake Them Ropes, happy birthday to us! We turn two this week. Joining me right now, the host of Shake Them Ropes, a man who, in his moonlighting job, congratulated the Uni- University of North Carolina Tar Heels. So he is dead to me. Yeah, Mr. Rob McCarran.
1: Hi, Jeff. <laughs> Hi. Oh. Hi. I, every time, every week we do this show and I think we have it down as far as the, uh, the tech goes tonight, we had it down and guess what happened? Uh, things blew up as soon as I hit okay to start streaming right on time for the first time, maybe ever right on time. Uh, that is when the entire service I used to upload the show to YouTube crashed.
2: Okay. So
1: it was me and you sitting there silently while I furiously tried to fix everything, uh, for a good five to seven minutes. And I think I have it now. So if, uh, if this show uh, somehow uh, just goes away for a minute or two during this, uh, during this program, it's because we crashed. And you know what? I will warn you right now. If this show goes off the air because of a crash, we're not going to try and restart it live on the YouTube stream. We are recording right now. Shake them ropes, the audio podcast. Um, Hmm. So if for some reason the video goes out, I apologize uh, but you will be able to download the podcast like normal on Stitcher, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, VoicesOfWrestling.com. Uh, but, uh, Jeff, I wanted to thank you for doing this show. It's very, very, uh, I mean, it's not necessarily late where you are, but it's late for you because of your for my schedule. Body,
0: yes, for my body clock, it is very, very late.
1: Yeah, so I want to appreciate you for doing this show. Uh, I mean, it's the road to WrestleMania, so I thought it would be a cool idea, you know, maybe once at least. You know, we didn't do the show live after Roadblock, and you know what? It's probably a good thing we didn't because nothing happened as we both had kind of thought, I mean, you thought there would be an NXT tag title change, and I definitely saw all the arguments for that, but there was nothing, nothing after roadblock. You absolutely had to talk about.
0: Well, you know, I thought they'd win. I didn't necessarily think that they would get the tag team titles because if you're bringing them up to the main roster, Enzo and Cass of whom we speak, mm-hmm. um, I thought you'd want to keep them strong for all the viewers you're bringing over to watch uh, my major problem with roadblock It was mostly an enjoyable show with the exception. I think of that. Sami Zayn Stardust match kind of dragged. Uh, you know, overall on a scale of one to 10, I gave it a seven. I thought it was solid throughout. Yeah. The problem for me is if you're going to push people to watch a special on the network, there has to be a reason to watch it. Something has to happen, not just filler material for the next raw to push the next Raw and what's going to happen there. I mean, there has to be a cliffhanger. There has to be some juice. There has to be some chatter going away from the special to the Raw. That's the whole point of having this kind of symbiotic relationship where you're pushing something on your network show to get people to buy subscriptions to then watch something. That's my only real major gripe. Overall, it was a fine show. I enjoyed most of the matches. It was a fun show,
1: for sure. It was enjoyable. And the main event was, I mean, the main event, Triple H and Dean Ambrose was, I thought, fantastic. Mm. Uh, I really liked it a lot. So, I mean, it was a worthwhile show to watch. But as far as having to do a live show afterwards, I didn't really feel that need myself.
0: No, there was nothing newsworthy, and that's yeah, nothing,
1: nothing, right. nothing newsworthy uh, whatsoever. Yeah. Thanks everyone for joining us in the live YouTube chat. If you have questions, comments, or thoughts that you would like to uh, get on the air, we are all ears. So uh, get those uh, chat comments in. If you're listening on the uh, iTunes or downcast or stitcher or any podcast feed after the fact thank you for listening to shake them ropes we have raw to talk about roadblock to talk about another great jeff hawkins opening to the show Um, (laughs) for those who are watching on video no jeff hawkins tonight i tried i tried but uh the pro the the thing that was allowing me to get jeff hawkins on the screen tonight was what caused it to crash and then i could not get that to come back for me so uh, For those of
0: you into theater of the mind, I'm wearing a University of Virginia hat and an LA Kings jersey, so imagine a way.
1: <laughs> imagine, imagine what he looks like. He <laughs> got this all brand new setup, and now you can't even see it on yeah. the show. Um, but we have a lot. We also have, uh, as you said, Masato Tanaka and Mike Awesome mm-hmm. from Heat Wave 1998 uh, to get to in our top 100 matches is match number 41, I believe is what you said there. Uh, match number 41 on the list. Uh, but let, let's go into, uh, let's go into the roadblock, I guess, really quickly because okay. I talked about how there wasn't a lot that happened. I mean, Dean Ambrose and triple H went out and had a really good match. Triple H wins. Uh, they tried to be a little creative, getting the Dean Ambrose foot under the rope during a pin kind of mm-hmm. angle going, which didn't quite work because one, I mean, it wasn't like he was clearly under the ropes and he, he, he was really looking really awkward. Dean Ambrose was to try and get his own foot under the rope. And you don't often see that where the guy making the pin is going to be stopped because the guy making the pin's foot is under the rope. So it was a little wonky there. I think they lost the crowd at at that moment, probably. Uh, but Triple H retains the title, and now Dean Ambrose is fully away from the world title picture as he goes on to Brock Lesnar. No change in any of the matches coming up at WrestleMania because of this or any other match on the show.
0: Well, I, I think. The credibility issue comes where the referee can see the foot under the rope, but can't see Triple H's foot on the ropes. Yeah, I think I think that was the major problem with the ending of that of that uh, uh, of of going towards. I know it didn't end on that. I know it ended on a clean pedigree, which to me felt a little anticlimactic that he struggles to get back in the ring. Kick, wham, pedigree, one, two, three. I just kind of went, huh, That's kind of a down note. But I'll but I'll give the wwe this let me let me get this point out and then i'll I'll let you rebut i apologize um i thought they did a good job of trying to cover it up with the with the nfl inspired red line under the ring yeah. i thought that was inspired uh they trying tried. to explain it away they tried they, they tried very hard
1: they tried to do something uh you know I'm, I'm not gonna fault them for trying to be creative and especially you can do something like that on a saturday night house show I mean, for the few people, because I think everyone kind of knew what this was going in. There was a lot of people. There were some people with hope that Dean Ambrose might either win or somehow there would be a change in the WrestleMania main event and he might be added. Mm -hmm. There were people with hope that the NXT tag titles might change. There was a lot of hope on this show. But as far as what actually was going to happen, I thought this went pretty paint by the numbers. And it's a fun show that you can watch on the Saturday night. Was it important? Was it part of WWE canon? Not really. And and it didn't change anything for WrestleMania, including that tag title, uh, both tag titles. I mean, the New Day wins. It, it did kind of, you know, jumpstart their feud with the League of Nations because that's a match we got added to WrestleMania uh, tonight on Raw. We got the League of Nations going up against New Day. Do you think it's going to be three on three or will uh, will New Day find a fourth member?
0: Um, I think it's going to be one of those. We're not going to tell you till we get there in terms of it, it'll be a two on two. And they'll both kind of play coy as to which
1: combination is going to go in there. So you think it's going to be a tag title match? Yes. Oh, I don't I think that's the.
0: I think I think that's the only reason to kind of do this, unless there's a special guest star that they have in the wings for a four-on-four tag match.
1: They could do a special guest star as far as the New Day. They could do a three-on-three and maybe leave. Uh, I don't know. Does anyone else have another match? Alberto Del Rio doesn't have a match. Maybe one of them goes into the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, which I don't believe it was mentioned on Raw tonight, but WWE.com spoiled it. They announced the match as happening on a uh, WrestleMania. The, the Andre the Giant Battle Royal is coming back.
0: Maybe the New Day gets revenge on this for this beating by taking out one of the guys.
1: You can That's also have—I mean, you can have people work double duty too. I mean, if you have the yeah. New Day versus League of Nations, you can still have all of them in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, especially if it goes on pre-show. If you wanted mm-hmm. to. um, I, I thought the Sami Zayn Stardust placement and match type was interesting at uh, roadblock because it was average I mean it was a it was a regular house show match that they had on on television the crowd a Toronto crowd wasn't that hyped to uh see what they were seeing in Sami Zayn they wanted to cheer for him and Stardust got about eight minutes of offense in and they kind of lost the crowd a bit uh you know anything was that below or what, what do you think about Stardust and Sami Zayn I mean I thought it was just pretty average
0: I thought it was below average because I think they if you want to build Sami Zayn, have him get through it quick. That that that's my issue. It lost me. I was daydreaming at the Okay. Time. So it's kind of like one of those, okay, here we go. We got the heat spot again. You know, kind of let let's get to it, guys. When when does this match start? And it really kind of just it, it it yeah, the placement was bad because we've already been watching two hours with very little filler. Right. And so it was kind of like, okay, you know, I need to go to the restroom and maybe grab some water or something. So, yeah, other than that match, though, I thought Natty and Charlotte overdelivered. I thought the NXT tag match was fantastic to watch. Yeah,
1: Um, no, I I thought all the matches. were I think that was my best match of the night was Jericho
0: Swagger seemed weird.
1: Jericho Swagger was weird. I mean. It, it was a house show on television. What are you going to do? But the uh, the tag title match, the NXT tag title match, Enzo Amore and big cast really impressing on what oh, could yeah. have been their last night out. I mean, that might have been their best TV match ever.
0: I'm thinking so, and I think uh, <laughs> you know Enzo, angry Enzo, yeah, is much better than comedic Enzo.
1: Oh, absolutely. Just go, just go down and start being a boss. You know. Yeah. No, I I really like that match too. I thought the the show overall, like you said, was really good. Um, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Uh, We have people talking about how the problem with the uh, Dean Ambrose Triple H match was that the foot didn't really seem under the ropes.
0: Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't obvious. And that's that especially from that camera angle.
1: And that also that, you know, John Cone was the referee office ref was there and he sees Dean Ambrose, you know, feet under the ropes. But the very next moment when Triple H is using the ropes for leverage on a pin, John Cone is just counting like normal.
0: I see nothing.
1: Yeah. You know, it's all about, it's all about location. It's all about where your eyes are diverted to triple H a master of diverting the ref's eyes to the right place somehow But yeah, triple H retained the title. What I thought was the biggest surprise of the night really for me was that Roman Reigns didn't come back on that show, but it was tonight on raw that Roman Reigns made his big return and he got revenge already on triple H by beating triple H all over the place.
0: I thought the, Order of events here was a mistake. Um, you know, I, I liked the comeback, I liked the beatdown, but I mean, Pittsburgh is already a tough town for Roman Reigns, yeah, all things
1: considered. It was tough tonight. Oh, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> oh, it was tough. If you're
0: gonna put this stipulation for Dolph, who should not be the guy in this position because Dolph does have some status to him, and I understand the reasoning here. You have Roman come down and beat up Triple H before the match. Yeah. You throw him in there for the super kick. One, two, three. Everybody gets face pops. Everybody wins. If the, if the point here is to make Triple H a heel and to make Roman and to really build up Roman because Triple H can get booed anytime. Yeah. Roman's the problem here. So solve that problem and and go after that problem because this this was okay roman's gonna do the same stuff that triple h did to both him and dean ambrose got booze all over the place the beat down at the start of, at back you know kind of did okay and then he's kind of stopped by his family and it's just like okay that's all it took you know i, I didn't like the timing of roman coming out 20 seconds after Dolph loses as if it's like hey you had a chance to get one over on the authority here. Where were you at right now? You know, it doesn't make him seem like the mega baby face. It just seems it, it makes him seem like he's just out for himself, which is, you know, if this turns into a heel turn, everybody will point to that, but you know that they're not that clever. Let's not push that. I, I thought the, the the total placement of all these things were wrong. You know, triple H did a fine job of establishing himself in it as a heel throughout the match. I'm still kind of digesting it. And, Being that we've gone live after Raw, but overall it was just you know Triple H beating the crap out of a guy with some cachet with the Pittsburgh crowd, and then Ziggler getting a couple of hope spots before getting beat. I mean, it it really did nothing but make Dolph yet again look like an emasculated goof for the second week in a row. Uh,
1: Yeah, the match though. I mean, Dolph Ziggler Triple H went you know long. I, I saw people on Twitter talking about how they might go 106 minutes. (laughs) <laughs> on this one, Triple H and Dolph Ziggler. Was, though. Hey, hey, Triple H, oh. two out of three nights going twenty plus minutes with the young guys on the roster, and yeah, he's he such, won- he beat them both. But yeah. you know, it's Dean Ambrose, Dolph Ziggler, they got the rub. What do you think about that, Jeff? They got the rub. <sighs> he he's such a valiant, valiant older
0: champion fighting against these young upstart baby faces. I I thought for certain they were going to do the ending of the survivor series again, and they were going to have Roman come out, distract triple H for a moment and roll up. And I'm like, Oh, stings back. Oh wait, that's Roman reigns.
1: I did. I did actually, I thought they would go in the main event. So when they came out at nine or uh, 10 o'clock, it was a little interesting. I thought they would go in the main event and that Roman reigns would make his big uh, surprise appearance because they had given Dolph Ziggler. And the whole point was if, if Ziggler won, he would get his uh, stipulation, or he would get a match of any kind at WrestleMania. So I was thinking, okay, this is Ziggler's way of getting a match at WrestleMania. Roman yeah. Reigns will come out, distract Triple H. There, you have your heat for Triple H and Roman. And then he picks something like an, the Intercontinental Multi
0: Man, yeah, and you he can just slip him in there. I mean, that's that's easy to do. I don't understand the point of this because now you know once to see Ziggler at WrestleMania now,
1: right? And he's going to get a match anyway, even if yeah. he's in the the Battle Royal. So he's going to get something. Uh, But I I thought there was a lot of interesting booking decisions on this show, Uh, but that was that was roadblock. It was good. I mean, it's worth going out of your way to see the main event for sure. It's worth going out of your way to see the NXT tag title uh, match. And now it looks like American Alpha is going to get their solo shot at the revival, which is Mm going to be excellent at NXT TakeOver Dallas. Uh, So that's going to be a really good one, too. We move over back to a raw full time here. And I want to kind of work. We we talked about Triple H, Dolph Ziggler. Really good match in the middle of the show. Chris Jericho, an excellent promo in the middle of the show.
0: Uh, I thought so. I, you know,
1: when He I, was heated? You
2: know,
1: it, yeah. He was on fire. He was getting the people behind. Uh, the thing is, they were so busy booing him that they weren't really chanting or ready for AJ Styles. So Chris Jericho had to really play him up. Like, you know, he basically telling the crowd to chant for AJ. And then they finally did. And they paused until it was at least you know, at its loudest before AJ comes out and all AJ does is hit his forearm. So I thought the AJ styles part of this, uh, raw was kind of flat, but Chris Jericho doing the best job he can to get people excited for what could be a, an eventual one-on-one match between them. Even though now with all the other matches added to WrestleMania, I'm worried that they're not going to be in a singles match, AJ and, and Chris Jericho. I'm worried they're going to be somehow shoehorned into something else. Even if it's the intercontinental title madness,
0: this is the best heel Jericho has been in a long time. Cause it's even better than that punk run, I think, in in terms of being kind of a bratty old veteran trying to keep his spot. I, I kind of like that. I it, I'm kind of yeah. I, I like bratty Jericho because that was always great. It was great in WCW. It's great here.
1: Well, that and the fact that I mean he's kind of been a tweener here and there. So like he'll yeah. he'll show you signs that he's a bad guy. He show you signs that he's a good guy, uh, but he's never full on bad guy, uh, it, really for a cool, while. Bad, it's cool bad guy disease. The CM, the CM Punk feud maybe was the last time he was real bad guy, right? Yeah, yeah, I think that was the last time. So now here he is, you know, true bad guy against AJ Styles, who most crowds will cheer for. This crowd was a little, uh, you know, we we had both McMahon's on this show, Stephanie and Vince, uh, mocking the crowd, telling them how bad they were during the show, doing their subtle little ways of not specifically telling the crowd they're bad, but kind of making it clear they did not enjoy the crowd's reactions tonight
0: i i I go either way on these things. I don't think you shame an audience for not captivating their attention, but on the other hand, Pittsburgh did underwhelm a little bit in terms of reactions because I think you know they they've had so many big events there. I think it's kind of uh it's kind of become rote for them a bit
1: yeah but this uh this Pittsburgh crowd was getting it from both mcMahon's uh i aside from the matches on this show. Maybe we should just talk right now about that Shane Taker segment. Hmm. Okay. What do you want to talk about? <laughs> how do you feel about it? Aside from okay, the I'll I'll say my you know overbearing takeaway from the Shane McMahon Undertaker segment, and that was I don't know if Shane was nervous that he was going to get choke slammed, if he was worried about how he might take that bump or what was happening. Shane McMahon was you know wrestling over you know just. Stumbling over words the whole time, saying things in the wrong place, looking nervous, sweating profusely, not the regular Shane McMahon that we're used to. I, I thought Shane was absolutely awful here, and I, I just felt like I was watching a guy who was nervous about what was about to happen to him, not in a kayfabe sense like, okay, he's going in the ring with The Undertaker, but like a guy who hadn't taken a real bump in 10 years is, knows he's going to get choke slammed, and he's worried about how he's going to take that bump.
0: No, I disagree. Okay, I I viewed it as an actor oh. who was who was told you have to say the lines exactly like this uh-huh. to get your point across, and he is not good at remembering his lines. He's been dropping lines the past couple weeks, according to all reports. He's there. Just let him talk. That would be the thing. Let him talk. Tell you know, the whole bullet point argument to me because. You can tell he knows what he's supposed to say, but he's nervous about getting it out and getting it out in the right way. That's why he, he, he the, the line about um, <laughs> it? I'm going to miss the punch. I mean, he knew what he had to say there. He was just trying to be sure he was nervous about getting it right and getting it in the right order. Yeah, and that's and once, what
1: that was. That's all that was. you mentioned that line specifically. The very first line he has to say, basically, is Undertaker. This is how I'm going to beat you. Oh, and, and great on Shane McMahon for giving away strategy, by the way. That's probably the best thing you can do. Um, Shane McMahon in there saying, Undertaker, you're going to throw a punch and I'm going to miss. And then what makes it worse, if he just let it go from there, it kind of works. It's fine. But then he pauses for about two seconds and then tries to correct himself. No, you're going to miss. And that's when the crowd just gave it to him. And uh, the Shane McMahon talking wasn't good. Undertaker was Undertaker. He's always fine. Vince was OK in the segment. Uh, They didn't try really to explain why Vince... And Undertaker would be on the same side, or why Undertaker would be fighting for Vince. At least I didn't get any explanation.
0: I thought Shane did a good job of, uh, you know, the whole "you're gonna, you're Vince McMahon's bitch." That's all you need to know. Is that is that Vince is a guy pulling well, the strings? Well, yeah, Vince is the and guy.
1: That, Yeah, but we, I mean, I, we got that, yes, but we didn't get exactly, you know, how Vince is pulling the strings and why Undertaker would go along with it.
0: No, but you gave a good explanation a few weeks ago. He just wanted to match at WrestleMania exactly. and they're and exactly. they're protecting him. They protected him in the uh in the Paul Heyman promo. Yeah. No, when they it, talk, it, when, when when they ran down the, the Brock Lesnar's credentials, they did not mention that he is the one yeah. to beat Undertaker. They're avoiding that altogether.
1: That's true. No, you're right. And and again, I'm I'm with that, you know. They didn't give an explanation, but I can see one where you know, Undertaker just wrestles at WrestleMania. That's what he does. He doesn't care who his opponent is. If he's made into a match, he's going to wrestle that match. That's my just the fear, way it goes.
0: Yeah, my fear is that they turn it into kind of like another breaking the fourth wall thing, which they did tonight again with the with with the Stephanie and Triple H promo with Dolph. Yeah, I, I'm afraid they're going to say, I don't want these new guys coming up and taking my spot. I just don't want that. Don't make it that. Especially, don't make it new. Don't make it new blood versus millionaire.
1: Especially when lately, I mean, there's not a lot of new guys. There's Sami Zayn, and I guess Sami Zayn would be taking Dolph Ziggler's spot. So I, I suppose he has a, a case there. <laughs> um, let's go to some of the comments in the chat room. Grammarian on the chat on YouTube says, "I thought Dolph came off well in his segment with Stephanie and Hunter. Probably goes right back to where he was, but for one night, he seemed more special. I think he's going to go back to you know worse than what he was. I mean, he's going to be end- another guy in the Battle Royal."
0: Yeah, the end of that promo was the best Dolph's been in a long time. Dolph
1: was heated, Dolph was hot, and you could and, even and see you Stephanie. Could
0: oh, yeah, you could tell. Stephanie and Hunter both look at him going, yeah, keep going. It's like, great, Stephanie, good job, Dolph.
1: Stephanie looked at him with lust in her eyes.
0: All right, let's not push it.
1: Uh, no, I'm saying, like, she looked at Dolph like, I didn't know you had this in you. Yeah, Why bit. can't you do this more, please? Uh, Joe Lanza on the uh, YouTube chat says, Dean Ambrose would have been cheered like a madman. Had he put, had he been put in the same position as Roman Reigns, Roman period isn't period the period guy period period period. So I, uh, I don't,
0: I don't think you're gonna get anybody debating that. I really I don't. don't. It, it's, it's one of those things where, but you know what? This is the army you have, not the army you want.
1: Came light four five four five says they gave Roman the best ringside plants since Brie Bella. Guy, did you see the girl going crazy for Roman during the beatdown segment?
0: Yeah, I thought that might be Celia Bloom at first.
1: Oh, it but. could have been Celia. No, <laughs> I, I don't know. If if she's in Pittsburgh for if she's on assignment in Pittsburgh. Um yeah. yeah, no, that that ringside fan. I tweeted it out at Shake Them Ropes. At Shake Them Ropes. I retweeted the uh the girl going nuts for Roman Reigns, so you can go and find that. Uh we didn't mention yet, but uh Tavoy, Tavoy says the segment with Foley and Ambrose was cool.
0: I liked it. I yeah. thought it was you know, I you know that that bar bar, but I liked the whole Callback without being a callback to the whole um, Moxley Cactus Jack thing in Florida that they never got around to, That's and true. hey, come back to your past, yeah, you know, hardcore past that they never really have mentioned on television. I thought that was a sweet, subtle type of thing for us hardcore types who know a little bit more. I, um, I thought, it and was, it's a street fight. I, I, it's a street like fight. Crow, I didn't
1: like the crowbar thing as much as no. some people. But, oh god, but, no, I hated no. the crowbar segment because okay, Dean Ambrose is the obvious baby face. And after when this segment was going on, the crowd cooled on him. And the moment they cooled on him was when he revealed the crowbar. Because what you had here was Dean Ambrose calling out Brock Lesnar. Hooray. We, our guy is calling out Brock Lesnar for a fight. That's awesome. Brock Lesnar comes out. Brock Lesnar doesn't listen to Paul Heyman, his manager. And he goes yeah, out like for that. the fight anyway. Woohoo! Mm-hmm. We're going to finally see the fight. This is the fight we want. Brock is giving us the fight we want. Yay. 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 And then Dean Ambrose has to pull out that crowbar. And the crowd, instead of cheering like crazy, goes silent because they know Dean Ambrose just fucked them out of getting the fight they wanted.
0: Yeah, this was one that looked good on paper because it's supposed to show, oh, Dean's a planner and he came prepared, but then it's prop comic Dean. He Might as well have pulled out mustard and ketchup and squirted it on him.
1: But where you would think that, okay, this crowbar is now giving Dean an advantage, one, that's bad in itself because now why should the babyface have an advantage? But even if you're saying that Dean is now in a fair fight with Brock because he has the crowbar, how shitty is that? It's a street fight. That was the whole point. I know. Well, Brock's got to come out with weapons or some kind. I I just thought, and And this isn't my my necessarily opinion per se. You saw it in the crowd reaction. The crowd reaction was silence when Dean pulled out that crowbar because they knew Dean Ambrose, the babyface that we like, just screwed us out of seeing this fight that we wanted when usually the babyfaces should be ready to give you the fight.
0: Oh, agreed.
1: Yeah, so I I did not like that whatsoever, but it's going to be a mad a mad match at WrestleMania with Dean Ambrose and Brock Lesnar. So yeah, I mean, even after this card, or even after this Raw, we got a couple of matches added, a couple of directions made more clear, but nothing was changed. So are you surprised at the end of this whole weekend, not just Roadblock, but after Raw, that nothing was changed for WrestleMania? Nope. Not surprised one bit. No John Cena either, too. So it, it looks like they're out of time. I, I, uh... I'm still 2% that John Cena is going to wrestle at WrestleMania. 2%. But that is down from the 90% I was at like only three weeks ago.
0: We need to get to my favorite segment overall. All
1: right. Before we get to your favorite segment overall, let's see if we have any more comments. Okay. Uh, Grammarian, and I don't know if I want to read this one, it's is too he? nice to you. Uh, Gramarian says Jeff pretty much nailed it a couple of weeks ago when he called the whole lockbox Vince Secret a MacGuffin. It's totally forgotten now. It, wasn't that me? Ah, uh, might have been. I know. I, believe- I no. I said it was a McGuff, and you said it'll, you said it will never be brought up. Yeah, again. Yeah, it's never going to be brought up again. It was a storyline segment just to bring Shane back, but it's never actually going to lead anywhere.
0: Yeah, I, I don't. I still I believe
1: have- that. I still don't believe it's any. It's going anywhere.
0: Man, you know what? They're going to bring it back at the weirdest time. They are because that's what they do.
1: Arturo says Brock's car door. Is better than Dean's crowbar. <laughs> if Brock just rips out another car door on the way to WrestleMania, that'd be pretty sweet. Say, oh, say I, you have Rusev you know coming out in a tank again, and then Brock no. rips the top of the tank off.
0: I want Brock to just come down with a car door next week and try to attack Dean.
1: <laughs> you know, uh, you know what? They didn't do this, and this is total fantasy booking right now. But this is uh, this is a cool one from Avalanche on the uh, on the YouTube chat room. They had an easy out for Shane. Ziggler could have stole the victory over trips and chosen to take Shane's place versus the undertaker Wow, that to run the show.
0: That's fantastic.
1: Amazing. Actually Ziggler versus undertaker in a hell in a cell would be a match that I think a lot of people would be hyped for. And then a storyline going in where you actually may not know who wins. And one of the underdogs finally controlling the show. Like we never even had that with Brian Danielson. I think he, you know, wasn't there a Survivor Series where you got to run the show one week or something like that? But Dolph Ziggler running and, the show.
0: Yeah, and just to turn that around, if if Shane and Roman are indeed aligned after WrestleMania, that would have been perfect kismet right there. Because then, you know, Roman throws in Triple H to the super kick for Dolph. Boom. One, two, three.
1: Yeah, but yeah. We, we will get to your favorite segment of Raw in just a moment. I do want to uh, make one quick plug here. Uh, the voices of wrestling.com website. We're doing something that I hope to end up being pretty cool on the voices of wrestling.com website, a new series it'll officially launch tomorrow, but a preview is up right now. Uh, It is NCAA March madness. The uh, NCAA tournament is underway tomorrow. Jeff. Yes. You're Virginia. Number one seed, I believe, right? A
0: little overseeded, and we're stuck with Michigan state for the third year running.
1: Yeah, that's bad. That's that's probably not good. Um, but you could have easily just been a number two in the same bracket. So, I mean, and
0: that's what would would happened. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. So it, it's not the biggest enter in the world, but in celebration of the NCAA March Madness uh, tournament, we are doing a March Madness of our own at voices of wrestling. We are calling it match madness. It is a 64 wrestler fan voting tournament to, uh, set out to find the best wrestler of right now in the fans minds. If you go to VoicesOfWrestling.com right now, March Madness, uh, the Match Madness is up there. Uh, right now, we are voting for the uh, the first eight. You know, you have the you have the play-in matches in the NCAA. This is a play-in match. You can go up there and vote right now uh, for the last entrant into the real Field of 64, and then tomorrow on Tuesday, or if you're listening to this on Tuesday, go to VoicesOfWrestling.com Tuesday afternoon, and the official brackets will be released for a 64 wrestler best of right now tournament that you all get to vote on. So all the readers get to uh, get to vote on who they want to move on in each round. Uh, so we have a bracket created. We will do polling on the voices of wrestling forums. All the information is up at voices of uh, So you can go find that right now. The preview is up. So I wanted to make mention of that. Jeff, if you were to do a best wrestler, of <laughs> right now tournament i i just want to ask if you uh and i'm putting you on the spot but who would you put as your number one seeds oh crud um and this tournament probably, is this tournament is for the whole world too i know we're announcing yeah. it here on shake them roast but the tournament includes new japan cmll rev pro wwe ring of honor everyone in the world so my number one seeds right now
0: uh right Nak- nakamura alex riley Ricochet, I'd kind of have to put Zack Sabre Jr. because if I didn't, people would cry. (laughs) And uh, let's see who else. Uh, I'd put Jay Briscoe as one seed. Why not? Interesting. Interesting. Now, you you are a Ball State kid, correct? Yep. Any famous wrestlers go to or any wrestlers at all go to uh, Ball State that you know of? Any professional wrestlers?
1: I don't think so. Okay. Do professional wrestlers go to college?
0: I have an interesting one that went to the University of Virginia. Really? Mike Jones, a.k.a. Virgil.
1: Yeah, I can see that one.
0: Went to the University of Virginia.
1: Yep. Marketing genius, that Virgil. Had to be a scholarship. (laughs) Could have been. I don't know. Maybe he's a really smart guy, or maybe he was before the ring. Before, you know, the ring busted his bell.
0: He's a math major. Blew my mind.
1: Arturo is asking, "Do we get prizes?" No, you don't get prizes because <laughs> I don't know how that would work exactly. At the I mean, you know, it's a it's a March Madness tournament. It's you get we're Rob calling, McCarron's we're, hat. We're cleverly calling it Match Madness. You know, hopefully they don't sue us. I don't think they should. But no, it's you get to vote and you make your voice heard on who you want to see as the best wrestler of right now. The brackets will be revealed on Tuesday afternoon at VoicesOfWrestling.com. But the preview is up right now, including the first eight that you can go vote on. So go up there and vote right now at VoicesOfWrestling.com. Tavoy in the the chat room says his first four would be Johnny Gargano, Katsuyori Shibata, Seth Rollins, and Sasha Banks, we did not include, I will give you this hint right now, we did not include anyone who is currently injured. We wanted the best wrestlers of right now, and we left out. In order to make it more fair and include more uh, wrestlers that are active, because 64, it's hard to kind of press down to 64. There will be snubs. It will be like the NCAA tournament. There will be snubs that you talk about, it, and you can discuss it all on the VOW forums. Uh, but we did not include Seth Rollins. We did not include John Cena. We did not include Randy Orton. Toru Yano. We we did not include Alex Riley. Okay. We did not include Toru Yano. He is not in the top 64. (laughs) I will tell you that right now. Uh, But we did not include guys who were injured. So uh, the brackets will be revealed tomorrow. I I, uh, anticipate and hope that you will go check those out and have fun with it.
0: How come Jeff put Jay Briscoe as a one are not Naito?
1: Well, because, I mean, Nido <laughs> hasn't won anything yet.
0: Because I, I was on the spot, that's why.
1: Nido hasn't won anything yet. Grammarian says his first four would be Elias Sampson, Cameron, Liv Morgan, and Elias Sampson again. So, uh, that you know, Elias Sampson probably should have been included. I don't think I included him. That's a, that's a uh, misstep on my part, I will say. But your favorite segment of Raw, Jeff, was what?
0: I absolutely loved New Day versus League of Nations. Oh, you know what? I yeah. loved everything about this i loved it yeah i liked it i loved that they gave xavier woods some some wrestling credibility here as the quote-unquote buddy jack roberts of of the new day xavier was great in this match yes i love that he got that scrappy underdog face type of uh heat going i loved that they they basically i hate social media angles for the most part because you have three hours of television but i love that they kind of in, they they alluded that they had insulted Xavier Woods as not being a part of New Day, so he decided to take it upon himself to get in this match. I loved that. I loved the beatdown afterwards. This is the League of Nations I've been waiting for. Now, I know in WWE uh, tropes, you're always going to have the guys hitting their finisher. I didn't need that. I just needed them to stomp mud holes in these guys because it makes perfect sense. These are kind of the... Smart alecky sit in the back of the classroom, heels who make jokes and stuff. This is the school bully coming in, and okay, comedy boy. Now we're gonna see if you laugh now. And they beat the crap out of the new day. I loved everything about that. I loved that it was so extended that the crowd turned on and had some emotion about the League of Nations. You know, I I love you know tearing off shirts, beating the crap out of these guys. That whole match, everything about this was great with the exception of the name, the lads is
1: just dumb. That's a name, man. (laughs) That's where they want to be. You know, Wade Barrett's going out on a high note. He wants to be known as the lads. He's going to be known as the lads.
0: Uh, Just just what's going to happen. Just leave. You know what? Leave it as something amongst themselves. Then don't mention on commentary because it seems too cute. It's their own little pet name for themselves. That's
1: fine. I can deal with that. How about that? Well, you saw in roadblock. I mean, King Barrett and Seamus were coming out just chanting lads all, all over the place. Lads, lads, lads. Yeah. i make sure you got that name over. It's a little too cute by half for me. Yeah, it might've been, might've been, um, what else on raw? Anything else that was a big worthwhile mention? I mean, it looks like we're getting some type of, and now this is what confused me too, because we are going to have a three on three, or it might be for the, the tag team titles between new day and league of nations. And then later on in the show, it looked like Lana is assimilating to team bad, up against Brie Bella, Paige, and Alicia Fox in some type of three-on-three.
2: Three. Mm-hmm.
1: So okay. I don't I don't know if they're going to have multiple three-on-three three matches. You also have the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. What are they going to do with the Dudleys and the Usos? Are they going to be in just a straight tag team match, or are there going to be a couple of other teams in there? Uh, they're starting to kind of fill out a lengthy card for this show, and all of them, I mean, I could say half of this card could go on the pre-show. And yeah, that's not a good thing. No,
0: I, I, uh, you know, my notes, you know, I understand the Rybacks and Kara squash uh, because it sets up that match officially. I'm not a big Ryback guy, but you know what? That's what they're going to do. My major note was, uh, can we get rid of the. The the only thing they seem to do all night was, OK, some guy's going to have a match. His opponent's going to be down at ringside automatically giving commentary, and then he's going to distract later. It drove me nuts. This was the only move they had it seemingly all night. And oddly enough, the one time that they needed it was the Roman Reigns, Dolph Ziggler, Triple H match, and they didn't do it. That's the thing that kind of angered me here, because it's like Lana did it. The Dudley sort of did it. Kevin Owens did it. It was just it's like, do you have anything else? Can you do inset promos, for God's sakes? Do something else to Switch up the tone of the show because it's like you can almost predict it where it's like, OK, he's out there. He's going to interfere. Distraction, finish or distraction, fake out, finish to real finish. It, every single segment was like that. And it yeah. was just like, we don't need that. We don't need get get some of those creative minds working here on the road to WrestleMania. Script it out a little bit for a couple of weeks. Figure it out, guys.
1: And it was mentioned in the chat and uh, we'll mention it now. Neville. Uh, Looks like he possibly hurt his ankle in the Chris no. Jericho match. Yo, no. if you see the slowdown of that, really, it looks like he rolled that over. I didn't buy that. I thought that was part of the match. He he look, It looks like unless he's really good and made it look like he was rolling that over, and they uh, there's gifs out there of it slowed down where he goes to do a slide and his ankle just doesn't go, and it gets stuck in the mat. So there could be some trouble there for for Neville.
0: Oh, my one my the one thing I have in capital letters. Hey, let's stop putting flying aerial guys against Miz because Miz isn't gonna catch him. He's not gonna catch him. No, <laughs> he's not gonna catch
1: him. I mean you should know that by now. The Miz is gonna alligator catch Alligator
0: catches. Alligator arms against these
1: guys. Why? Yeah. He's, oh. not, gonna, he's not gonna catch a dude. What are you what are you even trying? And how are you not smart enough to know that he's not gonna catch you either? Let's do a mm. bunch of rolls. You, you no, gotta figure I, something out. I got this one. Trust me, Jackie Moore in the Hall of Fame. You hyped.
0: I like her. I thought she was always undervalued. I'm not going to I'm not going to play the racism card. Well, but she was well, no. But, you know, it's been brought up in terms of how high Jackie could go in the various companies she was in. She was always kind of muscular and a little bit more masculine than most guys would like. But I mean, she was solid in everywhere she was. I mean, she was taking uh, top rope cage dives from Gail Kim and TNA. She was great in USWA. She was great in WCW and she was solid in WWE. I have no problem with this whatsoever. And, you know, she was known as Miss Texas. Let's put her in in Texas. I got yeah. no problem nope. with this.
1: Yeah. Jackie Moore adds to a, uh, I wouldn't say a star studded version of the Hall of Fame, but it's, it's pretty deep. It's a deep version of the Hall and of Fame.
0: Had, and if they, and if they add Stan Hansen,
1: you know, if they do. it'll be even better. If they add Stan Hansen, uh, you don't watch the edge and Christian show. Do you? Uh, I've watched
0: clips? Like I watched that clip today of AJ. Uh, Yes. Yeah. That was, uh, that's, uh,
1: that was funny. It's not only
0: funny, but it's interesting to me as a guy where they don't, you know, WWE. Well, it's on the WWE network.
1: Vince isn't producing it.
0: Yeah, that's that's so why they can nobody do... nobody from corporate is watching this so they can make reference to the bullet club, which I thought I thought the mullet club was hilarious. And I, I, you know, the the TNA TNA joke popped me. I'll admit that.
1: Yeah, they did the TNA joke at AJ's expense. They did the bullet club joke at it at uh, the bullet club's expense. They'll watch uh, but they mentioned six... it.
0: Yeah. Watch Christian's reaction when they bring up TNA as well, because he has a classic one. It's like, gosh, I hope they don't call on me about talking about TNA.
1: Yeah, Christian seems not to like his time there. So, But well, yeah.
0: but, but the uncomfortableness was played up for the camera. That's what it was.
1: You can go watch that voicesofwrestling.com slash WWE Network, the Edge and Christian show. I never thought I would watch a second of that show. And then I went and uh, watched that minute of AJ Styles appearance. It has its moments. It really does. Joe Lanza on the uh, chat room says, "I legit don't remember a single Jacqueline WWE moment. She is the epitome of a footnote." That's fine. She was, I in, mean, she was in the uh, the Royal Rumble 2000 lingerie contest. Hold on, let me, let me
0: let me yeah. Well, let me stop this. I don't view the WWE Hall of Fame as some sort of legitimate Hall of Fame. I view it as an inclusive celebration of wrestling. Now, if they want to put in a woman, and and this is mostly, oh, it's mostly for diversity' sake. Jacqueline's as good a choice as any that's out there right now. Yeah. Who else are you going to put in? Molly Holly? I mean, she's great. Or is she already
1: in? I don't think Molly. Oh, is Molly I don't think Molly Holly's in. Okay. They need a woman. Give me someone better and we'll put her in. She wrestled. She wasn't just a manager in WWE. And she had a career before WWE. And they've put people in who have had careers outside of WWE. I and mean, they're putting Sting in, you know. So, I mean, the
0: Godfather's in the Coco Beware Wing.
1: Of the WWE Hall of Fame. I seem to remember she did something with Mae Young, and I'm trying to look it up. I don't know. I, was she uh, – I think she was in the lingerie contest or the bikini contest at Royal Rumble 2000.
0: She was a champion for a while.
1: But, uh, yeah, I don't know if she was – I think she did something else with May Young, Unfo- and I'm not quite
0: unfor- sure. Unfortunately, my WCW bias is coming through, and all I can remember is her, Teddy Long, and uh, Rodney Mack.
1: Well, of course, naturally. Who
0: Lanza loves. Shout out to Rodney Matt, right?
1: Ah, Jackie was, uh, she was topless on referee Tim White,
0: maybe? Yeah, that sounds right.
1: Yeah. She's had moments, Joe. She's had moments. A grammarian <laughs> says Molly Holly is not in, but she and Ivory were part of a table for three with Medusa. It's a great um, table. For That's yeah. a great episode. So they can possibly go in at some time. Uh, So this is what is going to happen due to battery issues right now on the computer. Uh, The podcast version. If you are listening to the podcast version coming up in just a moment is going to be match number 41 on our top 100 countdown. Mike awesome versus Masato Tanaka from heat wave 1998. We're going to discuss that match. Uh, If you are watching on demand, the show is wrapping up here. We are going to turn off the, uh, the video feed. I want to thank everyone for watching on the video feed and chatting along with us live our next show isn't scheduled for another couple of weeks. I think we're going to do something. We're going to do a couple of things during the week of WrestleMania. I don't know exactly what yet, uh, but follow us on Twitter at Ropes for all of the information. Be sure to hit the like button. And in the description of this video on YouTube right now uh, and at the website VoicesOfWrestling.com, we have a link right now. The, the pre-order price has gone down for NXT's Greatest Matches Volume 1. This is the DVD where we talked about you're getting the CM Punk and Seth Rollins versus the Kings of Wrestling match. We talked about lack, this, I think, on last week's show.
0: Yeah, lack of a curb stomp discount.
1: Lack of a curb stomp, but <laughs> but you're getting the never-before-seen match that was taped at NXT uh, between CM Punk Seth Rollins versus the Kings of Wrestling, Cassius Ono and Cesaro. That DVD was normally $35. Right now in the pre-order, it comes out tomorrow, but if you pre-order it, using the link below, it is only $22.99. So you get a $12 discount if you pre-order it tonight using the link in the description uh, we also have a link to the uh, match, the Match Madness, the VOW Match Madness that is debuting tomorrow. Click that link, go vote, figure out who gets in the top 64, and then you can vote all the way through the winner to find out who the champion will be at the end of Match Madness. And we are back on Shake Them Ropes. It is time now, Jeff, to talk mm. Match Number 41. Oh, you sound th- so enthused.
0: Oh no, I'm just uh,
1: <laughs> I'm getting my bearings together because I'm a little tired, but. We'll get through this. Let's do this. You are a little tired. I know I made you do this on a Monday night. I I have learned my lesson. I will try not to do this again to you.
0: No, no, no. On special occasions, it's fine. Every so often, it's fine, because I'd be up writing the uh, VOW review right now anyways. And you know you don't don't have
1: to. You can do that on Tuesday.
0: I'm planning on doing it this on Tuesday. Very well. <laughs> but I like I like doing it with the when my thoughts are fresh and I haven't stolen anybody's ideas. Don't steal ideas.
1: We're doing <laughs> I don't. Match number forty one, Mike Awesome, Masato Tanaka. This was a middle of the show match.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: One of a classic series between Mike Awesome and Masato Tanaka. Jeff, this took place in nineteen ninety eight. Watching it in two thousand sixteen. Your first thoughts were what? I'd like to apologize for being part of the problem. This we, was we were me so being part of the problem.
0: Uh, the mid to late nineties, I could not get enough of stuff like FMW. I could not get enough of the gladiator. I couldn't get enough of guys like the headhunters. I liked my garbage wrestling. I did. I liked it as a, you know, it was a treat in between the other stuff that I really, really enjoyed because I was, you know, tag teams were kind of dying at the time. So I was looking for an outlet of some sort and, uh, yeah, I, as as I tweeted you that that table spot, I yelped out loud. I I mean there are, there's two spots here where Mike awesome might have broken his neck. Yeah, legit. And knowing what Mike happened with Mike in later years, you, you just feel bad. Although Masato Tanaka is is a terminator, I've come to this conclusion because he's still out there, still hasn't aged all that much, has a few more scars, but still out there doing it. But that and the uh, the power slam where he doesn't quite get all of them and you see his head hit oh my goodness and of course the chair shots yeah it's still a fun brawl of some sorts but you can also tell i mean it it's it's lions and christians in the Coliseum because uh <laughs> you know f him up f him up f him up <laughs> yeah we want you know we want the tables uh <laughs> Just just screaming for blood, screaming for blood. And I was part of this type of crowd for a while. So, I mean, I was part of the problem, and I admit, and this is my mea culpa. I am sorry for that.
2: Yeah,
1: it, it was. Uh, I mean, you're watching this match, and you're like, okay, it's enjoyable. And this was a a sprint, basically. It was a power sprint, if there's such yeah. a thing, from start to finish. I mean, they just start doing. They're doing slams all throughout the match. They got chairs going up against each other's heads throughout the match. You know, Mike Awesome is doing his signature flying. You know, the you know this big man can fly. You know, all That's... the way from the top rope to the outside in the ring, doing the awesome splash. Uh, there's a lot going on.
0: In hindsight,
1: it was quick too. Ten minutes.
0: Yeah. In hindsight. Mike awesome was kind of that bridge between the athleticism of a big guy like Vader and every big guy on the indie scenes being able to do a small guy moveset.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And,
0: and he should have been much bigger and much more well-revered, but these are the types of matches where you become desensitized because in any other era, a six foot seven, almost 300 pound guy coming off the top rope for a splash such as that is would have pinned a guy. A powerbomb would have pinned a guy. Uh, yeah, the, there was something with chairs where he, I thought he slammed him on chairs. I'm trying to remember right now, but there was a move that should have been the ending and he kicked out at two mm-hmm. and it popped the crowd for more violence. And you're just like, I don't want to be the old guy saying moves should mean things and yeah. finishing moves should mean things because I do like the occasional kick out of a finisher. The occasional kick out of the finisher i don't need that on every big show but i do need finishers i do need moves to mean something and this was i mean this would have fit in at a pwg show right now if it was like a guerrilla warfare match you know with, with drew galloway flying all around because that's the closest i was trying to think of a good equivalent him and luke harper are possibly the two closest equivalents to a mike awesome these days but Mike Awesome should have been much, much bigger than he was, being a big guy of that size who could move like a little guy.
1: And this series was so iconic too. They they wrestled on a few of the you know ECW mm-hmm. pay per views, and then they brought it back for 2000. Well, they wrestled
0: on. They were wrestling on TV tapings doing this. They were wrestling too. on TV
1: tapings, yeah. But WWE brought it back for that one night stand show. Mm-hmm. Mike Awesome, Masato Tanaka, and they didn't go as crazy, but it was still. I mean, even as these guys were now seven years older. Uh, still a pretty pretty crazy match. I mean, they they knew what their match was and they stuck to it. They, yeah, they went and with well, what people wanted to see at the time, and you couldn't do that on a WWE show. I don't think you can go that crazy, can you?
0: No, no. Not with the chair for sure. Yeah, <laughs> no, not no, not not to the head like that. But the crowd also, you know, you gotta remember in the lexicon of ECW that the crowd turned on Mike Awesome when he left for WCW. Yes, they did. So that would be another reason why the crowd may not have been enthused, because even when they did bring him back, they brought up the fact that he was a traitor on commentary.
1: Yeah. Now, these are uh, these are the types of matches where, you know, we're looking at it in 2016 eyes with, you know, concussion and, you know, all this different stuff out there as far as health.
0: Yeah, at the time, you were blown away by it. You're like, oh, man, what an awesome fight. What a great fight, man. ECW is really pushing boundaries. And, you know, and basically what they were doing was they were doing a lot of these types of hardcore matches. They're bringing international talent to supplement what they had left of their roster because all the great, quote unquote, wrestling had already left by then for the most part. I mean, the main event of this pay-per-view is that Dudleyville street fight and right after this is uh um you know it's Bigelow Taz in a, in Falls Count anywhere and uh and Shinzake and uh, Hayabusa versus Rob Van Dam and Cebu which is also another you know indie, quote unquote indie style match
1: but they got their they got their people at the time oh yeah it's just now uh now it's a little bit interesting you know it's enjoyable dave Meltzer gave it 4 stars at the time uh, rated it the best match on that show. I didn't watch any of the other matches on that show. so I I
0: watched from there on, and, and it was definitely the best match of the I've,
1: show. I've, I've seen the Dudley Boys main event. I mean, I've seen that one before, um, but I don't know if I've seen any of the other matches on this particular Heat Wave 1998 show, at least. I, oh. don't, I don't believe I've seen them unscrambled. Or was there one that it, I've seen before? It's worth a while. Well, I thought we had one. We may have had one. I know we had a Heat Wave match. Was it Heat Wave 98?
0: Oh, you know what it was? Oh, I was thinking I was thinking of the, the Taz Bigelow match that set up this one. Oh yeah, this that was we, at
1: Living Dangerously. Yeah. We, yeah, we saw should, the Living you know Dangerously. What?
0: You should watch, just because he passed away recently, watch the ha- Hayabusa, Hayabusa yeah. Shinzaki. You know, and the crowd gives them no quarter when Hayabusa screws up a little bit. So but uh but overall, I mean that was a nice intro. like I was I had DVDs because mm-hmm. we had a place here called Fry's Electronics that had just like this bargain bin of just hardcore FMW Japanese garbage wrestling stuff. So I picked up like 20 of those at one time. It was just, it was just a steady diet. And, I, you know, this was a good chance to see Hayabusa in the States. Mm-hmm. And I think this might have been one of the few matches that he had here in the States. So, I mean, that's, that's a, a fun thing. And, of course, you know, everybody knew Shinzaki is Hakushi in the WWE. WWF so yeah it's a fun match to watch if you like Rob Van Dam Sabu matches I'll put it that way
1: we uh we have an official announcement for another WrestleMania match that came on the WWE Twitter after Raw ended is it the six uh, woman match the Usos going one-on-one with the Dudley boys it is going to be a one-on-one tag team match the Dudleys and the Usos so now these are the six official matches I guess you could say Triple H and Roman Reigns for the title. Mm -hmm. Shane and Undertaker in Hell in a Cell. Mm -hmm. Dean Ambrose and Brock Lesnar in a no-holds-barred street fight. Mm -hmm. Charlotte, Becky Lynch, Sasha Banks, Triple Threat, Divas title. Mm -hmm. The Usos versus the Dudley Boys. Yes. Andre the Giant, Memorial Battle Royal. Those are the six ones that are official. Now, Ryback and Callisto is as official as you can get because, you know, Callisto isn't going to turn down the challenge, per se. As as is League and New Day. As is League and New Day in some type of match, whether it's a tag title match or a three on three or somehow a four on four, it's possible that the New Day gets a fourth member. I mean, yeah. they could bring in what, Mark Henry? They can bring in they,
0: they already did that though.
1: They did the Mark Henry thing before, yes. So but they can bring in someone else. You know, for all we know, they can bring in someone from NXT, you know.
0: We have the Intercontinental
1: thing that may go down. The Intercontinental well, there will be an Intercontinental title match. Kevin Owens is wrestling at WrestleMania in some fashion. Okay, and then so the, that's the, you mentioned Jericho, Y2J. Jericho and AJ looks... Uh, now, I'm I'm not convinced that it's going to be a singles match. It looks likely that it would be, but they well, still could okay. can combine a couple, a couple of these feuds and put them in the Intercontinental title madness. Two questions. Yeah. Is the main show
0: four hours? Yes. So we're also going to have a one-hour pre-show? Probably two, like last year. So we're going to have at least... We're probably going to have two or three matches. We're probably going to have two on the pre-show. On the pre-show. I would imagine. Man, this is going to be a long day live. It's going to be a long day live. <laughs> it is going to be a very long day live.
1: Oh, what have I got myself into, Rob? I don't know what you did, but you did it.
0: Oh, I, Oh, you told me you are going to be there. Now right. you may not.
1: <laughs> hey, no turning back now. No turning back. I, I don't know. I don't know. I still. Mine's
0: am... refundable. I could possibly do that, but I'd have to sell all the tickets, and that'd be a pain. I want to go to the. I really want to go to NXT, and I really want to go to the. Uh, I know.
1: I, WWN Super Show. So. I tell you what, though, you uh, you sell that NXT ticket, you're making about a five hundred percent profit. I know. I know. It's but... insane those ticket prices. The get in price right now, I believe, is around two fifty, just to get in. The worst tickets you can buy in StubHub. For the NXT Dallas show to see Shinsuke Nakamura, who is going to be in the top 64 wrestler tournament at VoicesOfWrestling.com. What seed is go- is he going to be? I don't know. It's a mystery. Find out Tuesday. I've uh, never seen Nakamura
0: live. I've never seen Kota Ibushi live. It's going to be worth it for me.
1: Never seen Nakamura live. I saw Kota Ibushi wrestle Sami Zayn live for Ring of Honor, um, but I've never seen Nakamura so that'll be uh, that'll be a cool one for those six thousand people who were able to get tickets to that show. It's just so funny to think about Shinsuke Nakamura too, because after NXT Takeover Dallas, it's not like this guy is going to work only the TVs. They're probably going to bring him on some of these house shows when NXT tours. You know, so you're going to be able to see him in a thousand seat venues. Japan tour, too. all over the place. Japan tour. I mean, they're going to be able to see him. I don't know if he's going to work Florida, but God, Samoa Joe worked Florida. So
0: maybe I don't think he's
1: he's not going to work the the B
0: shows for NXT, but he'll work the major ones.
1: Yeah, but those major ones. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting to see uh, Shinsuke Nakamura's NXT touring duties uh, when he is uh, up on that roster officially come uh, NXT Takeover Dallas. So a lot of big names on the NXT roster. Austin Aries, Samoa Joe, Shinsuke Nakamura. Of course, Alex Riley making his comeback. So. NXT is the place to be right now, Jeff. Any other uh, thoughts for this week's uh, early edition of Shake Them Ropes?
0: No, I'm still digesting Raw,
1: so but my write up will be up sometime tomorrow on VoicesOfWrestling.com. Jeff reviews Raw at VoicesOfWrestling.com. We will be back next week with match number forty on the Top One Hundred Countdown. Match number forty is The Rock and Hulk Hogan from WrestleMania eighteen. So, uh, going back to the WrestleManias that Jeff always gets confused. <laughs> Going to be WrestleMania 18, where, uh, you know, WrestleMania 18 and 19 blend together for Sir uh, Jeffrey.
0: eh, Well, there's been a lot of them, and I've been around since one, so, but this is going to be one you're going to have to do the history on, I think, because this this doesn't mean a lot to me. This probably means a lot more to you than to me.
1: Yeah, this is one of my favorite matches of all time, and we will talk about it next week on Shake Them Ropes. In a world of 1 million wrestling podcast there is a new shining star with great interviews
0: analysis music and, and me matt coon on total engagement
2: go to any podcast platform you to listen today